Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for subscribers. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Well, today's top story is that the lockdown is making me crazy. I cannot take it anymore. I've got all these kids, my kids, but they're all over my house. They're eating. They're making a mess. I've got a homeschool, my son with special needs, which is just, I can't even figure out the digital stuff. This whole thing is made for iGen. It's not made for like a uh, Karen and her son with Down syndrome. It's so crazy. People, it's really, yeah. oh my gosh. People who've never been teachers before are having to become teachers all, while also doing their job, while also learning how to live in this virtual world they're trying to thrust upon us. And my babysitters don't want to come over. So I have to do everything that, you know, like my workload is like quadrupled because I used to have help so that I didn't have to like rush around and take care of everybody while I prep for the show or whatever. And then, so not only do I not have that, but now like my entire days, I've got to take care of my son trying to school. I just feel like skipping it, but you know, you got to kind of treat him like... Whatever. They're I don't know. Forcing how much he's really learning to <laughs> he feed their online. kids <laughs> to feed their kids government propaganda via the public education system. Now yes. we have to feed it to them ourselves. He did gym online, you said? Yeah, PE. Oh my god. Online. How? I was like he didn't. They just sat there talking about the things they wish they were doing. If you could do stuff, what would it do? Like, I'd take a walk. We'd be playing <laughs> like, volleyball right now. <laughs> right. So then I'm thinking, why don't I just take this kid for a walk? Like, what the heck? Now, I got to get used to it, but it's already driving me crazy. And I don't even, like, I think I'm over over hibernating or something because, like, I won't go to the stores because, like, you look and it looks like the, the lines are miles long because people are, like, self-spacing or forced spacing. And I didn't realize, like, the restaurants were still open, so I'm trying to, like, you know, cook every single meal with all the supplies I got that I don't want to go bad. <sighs> and it's, like, physically depressing. It's, like, in the house. I feel like the air is stale. I mean, we're going out when we can. Yeah, the psychology. Everybody wants to go out, but like, yeah, and it just feels like we're all breathing the same air. I don't care. I'm not worried about illness, but I feel like it is actually unhealthy to have this where you're not like running around all day. Like, I, think I like running around all day. People are, I believe from what I've seen, even though it's sunny outside at times, there's days that are sunny because it feels like we are shut in. Mm -hmm. We are locked in. The door's you yeah, know, in the beginning, the I was door. like, are we, quote, allowed to go out? I mean, I don't care, but, like, if they're going to start running after you, like, you're, like, in Argentina where the hazmat cops are running after the dog walkers. Yeah. I mean, I don't want, I want to know if I'm asking for trouble so I can be ready. Hands up, don't shoot. There you go. I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know. But I will say the upside is my kids are like, this is... There's something not right here. Like, I don't know anybody who's sick. And, and although, no, my daughter's like, oh, my gosh, my friend has it. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. So this was like an event on their coronacation, apparently, is what they're calling it. Coronacation is coronacation. what happens. Oh, I see. Yes, they're coronacating. 
And uh, and this guy, he's not super sick. Nobody's laughing that somebody's super sick. He's not super sick. He just tested positive, and he's a little sick. Why did he even get tested? I guess he just like had a fluey, coldy thing, and and his parents probably were worried. Maybe maybe it wasn't even a real test. Maybe he just went and they said, you have it. Like, I don't know. I think that's the case for a lot of people that I'm seeing online. They're telling them you don't need to be tested. You need to act as though you have the coronavirus. This is the message we're getting. So if you call. Because, yeah, I shouldn't say, I don't know if he had a test or anything. She just said, oh, so-and-so has it. Yeah, they seem to have some pretty strict requirements around who can and who cannot get tested. They've been talking a lot about, oh, go ahead. I just wanted to say, like, her generation is really, like, made for this. They're ready for this. And for us, like, I've had all these friends come out of the woodwork who do not live near me wanting to Zoom party with me because it's fun and people are getting used to it. And I'm like, but we never saw each other. Like, we could always have done this. And, like, we're beginning to act like our kids. Like, that's what one of the moms said. She was just like, my kids do this kind of thing all the time. And now I'm getting jammed into that. And what I think a big part of this is, like, one thing I noticed is in this bill, and then we don't have to talk about the bill yet. We can talk about it later. But, like, the real ID is being pushed off. The deadline was going to be in October or September of this year to have to have, like, an ARFID kind of driver's license to get on a plane. And people, I guess, aren't I – didn't, I didn't pursue that. People aren't – adopting that technology even though it was like going to be a law that was going to really screw up air travel because if you don't have a driver's license that has this thing in it they're not going to let you fly so they pushed that off for a year now they didn't say nobody was complying they said coronavirus but i'm saying people weren't adopting the digital stuff fast enough and so that is why they're jump-starting this. And I'm sure the 5G thing, there's no doubt in my mind that this will accelerate 5G adoption. Oh, absolutely. They're testing those infrastructures. They're upgrading them. The AT&T guy, the head of uh, content creation, he was all about promoting 5G when he was on with Stelter on CNN the other day. There's been a lot of stories the past couple of days, and this has been a theme for a while. It's, they've been foreshadowing this theme of the healthcare system being overwhelmed and collapsing. And I saw a story early this morning about a Georgia hospital, I believe it was in Albany, that has almost reached capacity inside of its emergency room. And this was a major headline. It was kind of, you know, as though it were alarming and it relates to what's going on in New York City. You hear the stories in New York City about the hospitals being overwhelmed and there being lines of people waiting outside just to get in the hospital. I even heard that they're offering $10,000 a week to nurses to come up there and swab people for the test. If I were a nurse, I'd be on a plane right now and I don't like flying. That's a lot of money. And you money. don't like germs. No, but $10,000, I'll put up with some germs for a week. However, I question whether or not the headline, hospital nearing capacity in the ICU, is a newsworthy headline. I read this, and is this newsworthy? Because I've spent a lot of time in ICUs, not not because I was sick, because I know people who've been sick and who spent months in the ICU. So I've spent a lot of time in these ICUs, and there has never been an occasion where I remember seeing an open bed. There were times where we had to wait on a different floor until a bed opened up because ICUs 
from what I understand from my experiences, are always at near capacity. Otherwise, why is it even there? They're built in areas where there's going to be a lot of emergencies happen. So I question whether or not that is out of the ordinary or, or that's just normal across the board. And then when you combine that with the fact that they have these stay in these shelter-in-place orders, and in this shelter-in-place order that happened in New York, it says that businesses and entities that provide other essential services must implement rules that help facilitate social distancing of at least six feet. So I'm wondering if in these hospitals in New York, and if anybody has been in them, tweet at me, at Freedom Act Radio, tell me. I want to hear your experiences. I want to know if they're enacting these social distancing rules inside the hospital, spacing people six feet, six feet apart, meaning they're only holding a small amount of people in there, and I'm wondering if they're enforcing the 10 or less people in one room rule, limiting the number of people that can be in a hospital at a time. And I know they're enforcing the six feet spacing rule in a line. So you see a line of people all spacing six feet. You think, wow, Black Friday, people are rushing the hospitals. <laughs> I'm right. sitting here going, maybe there's only four people inside the hospital and there's only 12 people wrapped around the block because they're spaced six feet out. Yet it gives this perception that people are flooding, racing to the hospitals, collapsing the system. I don't know that it's true. Well, I invented a term for what I think is actually happening here. Uh, gericide. Gericide. What like does that geriatric. Mean? Yeah. I made it up. But it's like genocide. Is oh, like wow. Yeah. Gericide. A- so this is what I, I feel like is happening is they're taking. So people who are. People who are super vulnerable to pneumonia and who might actually die of pneumonia, those vulnerable groups that we've obviously identified as very old yeah. people. Everyone in ICU gets pneumonia if you stay there long enough, and it is a fatal, strong yes. form of pneumonia. And this is what I think they're doing is because they're they're pushing people into the hospitals, they're hyper-diagnosing or scaring people or whatever, they are through the panic and their recommendations, getting too many people in there and it's stretching the resources too thin so that normally if you just did what you normally did, so like it doesn't matter that there's a pandemic or that this thing is extra special or whatever. If people are in need of hospitalization and they just go to the hospital when they need it, because the numbers aren't really spiking here. Like there is nothing unusual about this cold flu or pneumonia season. So Without the panic, you would just have your normal kind of volume into the hospital, and then they would allocate their resources accordingly because that's how resources are allocated, by a pattern of need. And because this pattern is not spiking, that need should have been fine, should have been consistent with supplies. But when you when you have a systemic rush, that's what you're going to have. And, and I just, I feel like they're actually... Targeting older Americans. I saw there was a headline in the Wall Street Journal today, pandemic cuts off older Americans. That's when I coined gericide. They're isolating them. They're scaring them. And it reminded me, which I've mentioned before, but it was just so timely. It was just a reflection of the zeitgeist, the spirit of the time, that the that that person said to me, like this person I didn't really know very well said, I just, you know, I don't want to be on PC, but would these old people just die? And I was like, what are you talking about? This is a while ago, a couple months ago. And her point was that they should free up the money they have in the bank. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? But it is 
you know, people think of them as wasting the resources that they spent their entire lives uh, accumulating, but this will, I think this is resulting in them dying faster, unrelated to the coronavirus. I have friends who won't, who are not permitted to visit their parents because they're in a facility. So I can visit my mom. I'm not, but my other brothers and sisters are. Across the country, it's like that. There are people who can only see their parents or grandparents through a glass window. And I saw, I read an article the other day about when you die of the coronavirus and you're over 80 or, or and you're in a nursing home, you die in isolation because nobody wants to go near you. You don't get the proper treatment. And California, I think it was California, maybe Washington, saying that they are going to uh, limit the number of people who can go to funerals. They're so doing virtual funerals. Even, yeah, you can't even. But these, so this, this, I believe, will actually shorten life expectancies and that results in greater social change. You're disconnecting grandchildren from their grandparents physically and socially. And then you're also, uh, I, I believe you will see a reduction in the life expectancy, especially in Italy and Spain, where they have very high life expectancy and that will accelerate Societal disconnection, exactly what Event 201 wanted. Yeah. And they're justifying it in part by blaming younger people, the younger generation, saying that they are carrying it without realizing it by they're asymptomatic. And if they go near their grandparents, they're spreading it and they're killing them. So they're going to imprison the grandparents and these nurses. I, I mean, the thing, what's happening to people in nursing homes right now is it's sad. To die and in isolation. You, you it's, observe that you are a you're at the mercy of the institution. So you think of it as a private institution, and you thought you had some control over it. I mean, this is the sick part of this public-private thing, top to bottom, vertical, horizontal. Every every business owner, every politician, every branch of government are all on the same page, and and this is despite a complete absence of rock solid verifiable evidence and quantitative evaluation analysis of what should be done and what the costs are. That is how we run this hyper economically oriented society. And this, they're just breaking from that. And it seems deliberate to me. It does seem deliberate. There's definitely a test going on. Those people in the nursing home, they're being kept in there. The, the stated reason is to protect them from everyone else, from the young people, kind of like you always talk about a wall can pe- keep people in as well as prevent yes. people from, from getting out or, or yes. from coming in. Um, but they have this onslaught of propaganda with these headlines about all these young people dying, young people dying. And I will tell you more about that right after this. Anyone who listens to the show knows that I have an addiction to sports. But with no sports on right now and no games to bet on, I have to get my fix elsewhere, which is why I like to head over to MyBookie.com and check out what kind of other action they're offering. And there is one competition still running, and at MyBookie, you can bet on it. And that's the presidential election, which is something that I love monitoring, how the political betting market is affected by the news. And you can see that effect in action over at MyBookie as President Trump has seen his odds at being reelected fall from 70% to 55% over his handling of the coronavirus. And with my bookie, for every $140 you bet, you get back 240 when Trump wins a second term. Who says no to that? You can even bet on the next terrorist captured in the my bookie Donald Trump specials. 
There are a lot of fun and interesting bets on my bookie. You can bet on whether or not you think Trump's going to get kicked off Twitter, who the first organization to send someone to Mars will be, and even which movie studio will be the first to produce a coronavirus movie. It's definitely worth checking out. So join now and start winning today. Visit mybookie.ag, that's mybookie.ag, and use the promo code BINKLEY, B-I-N-K-L-E-Y, all caps, for a 50% deposit bonus. At mybookie, you can bet on anything. Now, I don't know the name of the movie studio, but I can tell you that there already are coronavirus-themed movies out there because I read an article yesterday about the porn coronavirus themes that are coming out because everybody is sick and everybody is twisted. You and the porn, man. It's the main story right now. The advertising. I never think about porn. <laughs> porn is a poison on society. It poisons children's minds. I do. I actually do think it's terrible. It, it really, like, at a, not out of prudishness, but I think that it's really bad for how people interact with each other. I mean, Dudes need to be nice to chicks. That's so how you learn how to go on a nookie. date. I mean, is, I mean, yeah. that's younger people show up with a pizza box. That's over how it the, works. Just, yeah, that's what keeps like households functioning normally. It's like, honey, speaking that, you yeah. have to wash the dishes. Devastation. Of society. <laughs> that's an aphrodisiac. Vacuuming yeah. is an aphrodisiac. <laughs> so they're trying to hit the young people. Vacuuming is an aphrodisiac. I have to remember that one. I'm not kidding. They're targeting these young people. Fixing a car. That, there you go. Those days are over. They want the young people to be so afraid that they're going to get the coronavirus and die that they keep putting these headlines out there saying, a young person died, a young person finally died. But if you read the actual article, it doesn't necessarily turn out to be true. But as you said the other day, there probably is going to be young people die because they die of the flu as well. So it's not that it's not that it would be that surprising. It'd be sad. But the fact that they're pushing it so hard is they want them to be afraid. And I think that they are trying to... Instill enough fear. I think they're trying to test and see if they can get the entire country, maybe the entire world, to voluntarily or at least passively comply with their overlords like they live, obey, 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 without them having to use violence or force. And if they can get an entire world, entire planet to, when they say war, 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 everybody knows to just go shut in without asking any questions, they will have a population that is ready to back any war against something that they have been conditioned to fear that they want. I believe the expression shelter in place emerged in the, during the Boston Marathon bombing, I think. They told people to shelter in place, and I remember noticing and commenting on the on it at the time that they were practicing this martial law thing. They brought in, they brought in like federal soldiers and people were told to stay in and they went door to door and searched people's houses and did not find the guy they were looking for, by the way. And I'm sure they weren't trying to, because if they found him, they would have stopped. They went to every damn house. They didn't want to find the guy. They wanted to go into every damn house and they did. And everybody let them. And you would see these guys with the big guns, and the and people in their own homes, like hands up, getting out of the way as these guys walk straight through. Absolutely. Whether this is legitimate or whether it's all thrown together, they're taking advantage of it just like oh, they yeah. did there. I, and I, these are foot soldiers. You yeah. know what I mean? These are these are not like your friendly neighborhood what whatever guy who you might have to answer to you. Like, yeah. I want to clarify, I want to give a disclaimer that I'm not saying that young people shouldn't take precautions or that they should be callous. Wash your hands. Never again touch your but face you ever in your life. But you should always do that. I do mean, yeah, I you know. should always do that. I can't, I cannot, I just can't be extra scared. Maybe I should be. 
I don't know what the right level of fear is. I think is people because- are going to get sick now, though. Like, I think that staying in your house, because like the germ theory is a theory, by the way. Germ theory of disease is a theory. So it is possible that what what c- contributes to a flu season or a cold season is has a, a lot of environmental factors. And I just feel like staying locked up in your house with the same people and eating food that's light. starting to get old or eating a lot of processed food. I mean, this stuff could definitely contribute. Sitting in front of screens all day. Oh, I have to say, I listened to a great higher side chat yesterday uh, with a guy named Gordon White, who I had never heard of before. And I absolutely want to talk to him because I completely agreed with his assessment of the coronavirus thing. But he was saying he pointed out a Nobel Prize was awarded to some uh, scientist who proved that a three day water only fast will reset your immune system. You were aware of that? Because I'll do 36 hour water only fasts, but I've never done a three a three day one because I just I'm a busy girl. But now that I'm, you know, maybe I might as well take advantage of this. But is that familiar to you? I listened to that podcast as well. I don't know. That that was interesting to me but as well. But that was the first time you heard that. Yeah. Okay, because I found the article about the Nobel Prize given out for that, and I tweeted it. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, pull on that thread. And uh, that, that as, as Gordon White said it, like, take your immune system seriously, which is what I said in the beginning. I was like, I didn't buy DayQuil and NyQuil. I bought vitamins. Yeah, I was intrigued by that as well. It made me consider fasting. I've never fasted before. 36 hours is no problem. I could probably do three days, but I'm not sure I would be very useful Yeah, around my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm it might be saying. difficult. So I was watching, I've been watching the late night shows again, which I said they've all turned into bad YouTubers. They're trying to model oh. behaviors, what they're doing, and they're trying to instill fear. And they're trying to hijack the platform. They're trying to hijack the platform, trying to be like YouTubers. This is ours, man. You kicked us off of yours. They are so bad at it for the most well, part. Well, I'm off of YouTube, too. I got surprised from that. Colbert's bad at it. Kimmel oh, is really? Okay. As opposed to television, which he's not bad at? That's true. You make a valid point there. <laughs> I'm just he's as funny on YouTube as he, was, as he is or was on his show. Kimmel shows up to his. Kimmel just, it's like he rolls out of bed. Unshaven, wearing pajamas. Dayjamas. I invented that too. Dayjamas. Dayjamas. His kids are running around behind him in the videos, and he's doing an apathetic monologue to the camera and showing off how difficult it is for him and stuff, trying to relate to the viewer as though it's it's hard for the celebrity as well, modeling how you should behave. Then he's, they're doing these side-by-side <laughs> interviews. 7,500 square foot Beverly Hills. Right, exactly. This massive like house. Super chafy, right? Yeah, and everybody like happens to be. how many hot tubs? Right. It, it, Colbert does some of his from his bathtub, as does Madonna. It's he, all those really guys weird. make a lot of freaking money. Like you can say, oh, like yeah. anyone over ninety nine thousand dollars doesn't get a check. It's like people making ninety nine thousand dollars a year in any kind of like really expensive city where they where at those expensive cities is where you make a little more and you are in a higher tax bracket. You can't send your kids to the local schools. Like those people are hurting. And these these guys who drive that propaganda bus, like it kind of yeah. makes me sick. It really does. He brought on Courtney Cox. They did the side-by-side, just like we might do in a Skype YouTube interview. It- I know that you're boycotting Zoom. The rest of us are Zooming. 
Well, everybody's Zooming. Talk about a propaganda <laughs> machine. That thing is everywhere right now. It totally. Everywhere. So they got the side-by-side going, and the first thing Kimmel does, and they all do this, is they say, how are you doing? How are you? Are you getting through it? Are you handling it? And the celebrity will go, yeah, we're, we're getting through it. And they just act as though they're really, really having a hard time. And they're also generally in pajamas or Courtney Cox. She had on like, like a sweater she got up off the floor or something it looked like she was wearing. And... <laughs> She is. She decides to give a tour of the house. She goes, I'm going to show you. We got toilet paper. I'm going to show you our cabinets, though. That's the thing. They fill up their extra rooms with all that stuff. You can attest, Binkley, that I am falling apart under the pressure here. <laughs> right. This is why I'm telling it's you about Courtney like, Cox. She's it's trying the to, most regressive. She's trying to relate to us commoners in her mansion. <laughs> and she shows Kimmel her cabinet. And inside her cabinet, I didn't even notice this. It looked kind of scant after it was pointed out, which obviously this is part of the thing. Kimmel goes, oh, I'm just noticing that nothing you have in there has any food in kind of a concerning way. And she's like, yeah, this was the part that really kind of triggered me. It was very subtle, but this is this is propaganda in its finest form right here. She goes, yeah, we got to get to the store. We try to go to the store when we can. We know we're, we can only go for during certain times because of the... The curfew, and then she goes, because going to the store is the scariest thing. That's the scariest thing. And just emphasizes that leaving the house and going to the store oh. is the scariest thing that anyone can do right now. Yeah, Because you step outside, you're going to get swamped with coronavirus. Dude, I am not at all scared. I'm just scared of standing in line, which is going to take forever. Right. Yeah, I don't care about it. I don't know. Am but they don't want of? people to even leave the freaking house. They want to them to know that they they should be terrified when they do right. leave the house. But she didn't have her people stock up before. That's yeah, I don't believe for a crap. second that she go, that Courtney <laughs> Cox Plus, is going to the grocery store. Absolutely anorexic. So I'm pretty sure yeah. she does not consume actual. <laughs> I think she she binged on the plastic surgery a little too much, I believe. Yeah, that is true. But I mean, like a 50-year-old anorexic does not need to buy food. She's not buying food. You know she's not. She's just acting like she is. Not to mention, I don't think the restaurants are closed. I think if you can get takeout, you're fine. Like if you can afford to eat every freaking meal at a restaurant, I think that I don't. Isn't that correct? You can I mean, get takeout. Atlanta, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in Atlanta, most places you it's can totally get It's totally regressive. It's totally freaking regressive. And it's hard. Anyway, I'm going on and on. I can't. I got to stop. It's maddening. Oh. It kind of is maddening. I think we have time for one more quick story. And then I want to also read the event to a oh, one paragraph. Do you want to do that now? Forgetting. Well, do your quick story, and I'll, I'll be quick about my thing, too. What's well, the story? Should we save it for Patreon? I think I'm going to save it for 15? Patreon because it might take a little bit longer than a few minutes. So if you want to go ahead and read. So should we call it the Patreon 15 or the Patreon Patreon 15? It's Patreon or Patron. Patreon is the company. Patron is the people. It's confusing. I understand now. I got a message from somebody alerting me to that and you helped me out with it. Patrons 15. How about that? Patrons 15. So we'll save it for that. Let me tell you this. So uh, I uh, a headline from the journal today, coronavirus is now taking off in the world's poorest countries, which have fewer resources to fight it. 
fewer weapons to fight it. Yeah. Okay. So that reminded me that I had been reading paragraphs out of Event 201 and I just like forgot to. So I was on paragraph two of the Event 201 call to action. So this is call to action two. Industry, uh, let me just skip the headline. Uh, The World Health Organization currently has an influenza vaccine virtual stockpile with contracts in place with pharmaceutical companies that have agreed to supply vaccines should the WHO request them. As one possible approach, this virtual stockpile model could be expanded to augment WHO's ability to distribute vaccines and therapeutics to countries in the greatest need during a severe pandemic. This should also include any available experimental vaccine stockpiles for any WHO R&D blueprint pathogens to deploy in a clinical trial during the outbreaks in collaboration with CPI, CEPI, GAVI, and WHO. Other approaches could involve regional stockpiles or buy or multinational agreements. So all that stuff is happening. You know it. That's the Defense Production Act. All that stuff is happening. And then it says, during a catastrophic outbreak, Countries may be reluctant to part with scarce medical resources. A robust international stockpile could therefore help to ensure that low and middle resource settings receive needed supplies regardless of whether they produce such supplies domestically. Countries with national supplies or domestic manufacturing capabilities should commit to donating some supply or product to this virtual stockpile. Countries should support this effort through the provision of additional funding. So get ready for the U.S. to start for us to ease off here, for it to go down south. And then I also think, and I'll tell, I'll talk about this more in the Patreon 15, that Italy will be bailed out, and I'll tell you why. And I will tell Patriots. you about 15. how the FBI foiled a terrorist attack on a hospital. Wow. I, I think I can guess the punchline, though. And I might also talk about <laughs> 13 Don't ways. <laughs> To not touch your face. Oh, that sounds like something that you would be very interested in. Yeah, a lot of real practical methods we're going to go through here. (laughs) You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or on your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. And if you want more Drive Time News Blast, make sure and become a Propaganda Report Patreon, where for $5 a month, you can get an extra 15 minutes of the Drive Time News Blast a day, commercial-free, and other offers that we will be putting up soon. To become a member, go to patreon.com backslash propaganda report, or click on the Patreon button in the show notes. If you're already a Patreon, stay tuned for more Drive Time News Blast. We will talk to you all tomorrow.